0: Purchase necessary. Void where by law. 18 plus. Terms and
1: conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Chelsea, the Chelsea podcast. I've got some fantastic guests this evening. It's me, Andy Saunders. With me, I have got official Chelsea historian Bon Vivore, and socialist Rick Glanville. <laughs> In that order, <laughs> uh, I have uh, chef patron of Bird of Smithfield, Mr. Alan Bird. We won't talk okay. about your political allegiance. It's not relevant. Um, and then down the line um, from uh, uh, from the Lordship of Rutland, minor public schoolboy Kerry Levy, um, who has declared his political uh, affiliations on this podcast before. You're right, Kel?
1: I'm all right, thank you. Yes, I'm oh, afraid we lost, lost. Just so that so, everyone I. knows, I'm not some strange Tory. I leave that <laughs> I leave that to the likes of you, um, Lord Saunders.
2: Uh, Kerry sounds like he's in a toilet because he is by the magic of witchcraft on the internet again this week having been in the studio for the last two weeks he's gone back to his, uh, his uh, manor the manor of Rutland uh, I think there was trouble with servants um, so he's had to go and deal them up but he does assure us that he's going to be back in the studio over the next couple of weeks isn't that right Kerry?
1: Yes I'll be back in the studio and we'll be forever more
2: Excellent, good stuff well look, <laughs> let's crack on uh, with the football uh, Two games left to go. Uh, We played yesterday. We played the old foe, Liverpool, at Mm -mm. Stamford Bridge. A 1-1 draw. Uh, Five changes to the side that beat Palace a week ago. And I suppose probably the most significant of those, 19-year-old Ruben Loftus-Cheek was handed his full debut by Jose Mourinho. Mm. And what did we think, Rick?
3: I thought he did well. Um, He clearly was given instructions, and I think that's something, having watched him a lot, that's something he's able to do. He was detail to stop Coutinho causing us a threat on that in that kind of inside left position and he stuck to that and when he was in possession of the ball he used it sparingly well uh, positively 27 passes all to a blue shirt which is commendable absolutely and um I think after an hour he was I mean I think we have to be easy with him though because after an hour it did look like the game was kind of passing him by a bit. And I, it is a slight concern I have with with Ruben that he he does kind of go in and out of games. And as he grows up, that's something he's got to realise, that he's got to be like, he's got to have his location services on his smartphone on the whole time. He's got to keep going. And when Matic came on, Matic is a great player, of course. Of course, The yeah. game changed. It was like, you know, belt and braces Absolutely. after that. So let's let's say he did really well, but... Um, let's not expect too much from him too soon.
2: Nineteen years old. Did he look the part, out?
3: Yeah, I
4: thought he showed a very mature head on young shoulders. Um, as you said, hundred percent completion on on his passes. I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, you know, for a nineteen-year-old, come on, first debut. You know, the first half, the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. Really flat second half. So I think you know he played uh, particularly well couple of clatters, um,
3: weren't they, that he did yeah. as well, which yeah, is no, he's, always good to see with a teenager. He,
4: he was doing that defensive midfield role, as Matic does, uh, and I was really impressed with what I saw. For a 19-year-old, I think he's only got you know, a bright future
2: in front of him. And Kerry, not, not the finished article, though, Kerry.
1: No, I think, I think that's what everyone's got to remember, is he's a, a young kid. He's been doing really well in, in the junior teams and what have you, and he's certainly got the physique. Already of, mm, a, of a top professional. He's quite Ballock like,
3: uh, isn't he, Kerry? In terms of his physique,
1: sorry,
3: quite Michael Ballock like in, in terms yeah. of his physique. He's and he's got that kind of upright manner about him, and goods you know, he's he's always looking up, which is positive.
4: Yeah, I, I think in that that's... role as uh, Matic, you need big to Sorry, you yeah, need yeah,
2: a big uh, <laughs> Balak character. Lowering the tone already. <laughs> We're literally four minutes in, and you're lowering the tone. <laughs> Sorry, Kerry. We Sorry, really okay. interrupt. I do
1: apologise.
2: <laughs> Talking okay. a load of Balak's over it.
1: That's what you get when you get chefs on. They're, they're all filthy. You know, got you know too well. <laughs> but no, I I think, I think um, Ruben. He looks as though, you know, we've, we've heard from Mourinho that he's going to have him in his squad next year. Yeah. That's great to know that, you know, he's got a part. It looks as though he won't go out on loan. So Mourinho sees something in him. We could obviously see something in him yesterday, which shows, you know, not the finished article, obviously learning. Mourinho had decided beforehand he was only going to play an hour. He did look as though he's slightly going missing at places towards the end of that mm. hour, but. Yeah, I mean, all looks good. A youngster that could be coming through that's great for us.
2: Let's have a look at the um, the rest of the starting lineup. Kurt Zumer and Felipe Luis came into the back four with Mikel and Remy also getting a start. Gary Cahill and uh, Cesar Azpilicueta dropping down to the bench. Also, rested from the starting lineup were Quadrado and Matic and Drogba. And it was John Obi Mikel uh, that came in alongside uh, Loftus Cheek in the holding midfield role. Um, and he was very
3: good talking to Ruben actually
2: I, th- I was going to say I thought Sheffield he was a, a, good, it, a good foil you know yeah. you're quite right I think to say that when Matic came on you really saw the quality of Matic mm. and you saw the difference between youth and experience yeah. and he just plays at a higher tempo and and Absolutely. just and, and, and when he gets on the ball is a lot more positive on the ball but listen I, if I can throw in my tuppence worth I thought it was a brilliant debut I think we've got to be careful not to put too much pressure on him and too much expectation on by him by calling yeah. it a brilliant debut yeah well well, it was a brilliant debut but it's only a debut <laughs> let, let's, let's see how he is you know 20-30 yes. games down the road and, and, yeah. and I think Jose Mourinho is an experienced man manager who's right. going to use him sensibly he didn't let
3: him down which is really an important thing because you know one of the concerns that you have as a manager is when you're playing youth and it wasn't a, a very important game yesterday mm-hmm. Liverpool obviously needed to win to keep their aspirations of Champions League but it wasn't that important for us But nevertheless, if he wants to use him in bigger games that do count, he wants to know that he's not going to let him down. He's not going to disappear, make silly mistakes, and I think the consistency that he showed will really stand him in good stead. Absolutely.
4: He's only going to improve. The more experience and playing time he gets, that's how he's going to get better, and we need to do that. We need to break those. We've got, you know... an earth of um, young players that are coming through. We've got to give them that chance.
2: Well, he's, he's going to play them, isn't he? He said yeah. yesterday, yeah. and in fact, I'll quote like said, from you, Mourinho, he said, yeah. in the last game against Sunderland, I'll play the players who have been the basis of the first team this season, but against West Bromwich on Monday, because they're safe and nobody's waiting for a result, I'll play some of the kids, Nathan Ake, Izzy Brown, who comes from West Bromwich, so it will be a special... Uh, it'll be special for the kid to play in that house. The boys deserve it, all of them, but I can't give a special day for everyone. But that's a statement of intent, that in the, particularly in the West Brom game that I'm, I'm going to go that's to, fantastic. that he's going to play some kids.
3: I like the fact that uh, Jose called it their house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those
3: idiosyncrasies, like when he talked about, you know, we say Joe blogs and he said Anthony. I do not know, know, <laughs> <spotted laughs> know that. I didn't that the other day. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's they kind of, you know, Joe, Joe Public or whatever. But it, the other thing is that well, I think we should remember is that, Ruben off his cheek is getting the best education football can provide. And I mean much better than he would get playing in the first team at Arsenal where yeah. they're just told, out, told to go out and enjoy yourself. They're not given tactical instructions. And I think it's really important that Ruben played in a quite restricted fashion. He wasn't playing like a Jack Wilshere or an Oxlade-Chamberlain just kind of running forward and dribbling past, trying to dribble past people and sometimes doing that, sometimes failing – He was given a tactical role. And if you look at how Fabregas eulogises about Mourinho in that respect, tell me what to do. Footballers love that. Mm. Footballers love to be told. They like boundaries. They like They do. They They (laughs) like to be told, this is what you've got to do. That's what you do. When this is coming to you, this is how you play it. I think he couldn't be at a better club. and He may not be a first-team player for us in two or three years' time. We hope he will be. But he will have had the best start in his football career.
2: I think, I think that's a really, really good point. And I, I think as well, it's worth listening to what Ivanovic said yesterday. Ivanovic was fulsome in his praise of mm. not only uh, Loft of cheek but some of the other players that have been training with the first-team squad. And there does seem to be a sense from the first team that they are encouraging and nurturing this young mm. talent. And, and, that, and that's good to see, isn't it? It's not mercenary professionals protecting their own patch. I think
4: Ivanovic said, um, if you're worried about the way this team's playing, there's another five people in my same position... Ready to take my place. That says a lot and that's about his confidence. Him, yeah, it?
2: To, to keep to keep Absolutely. it at the top he's of got, his game. He's
4: got to keep it at the top of his game if he wants to keep his place.
2: I mean, Aina
3: is a very good right back, isn't he? And if De Silva is a very good left back, and I mean, there's, a, there's a, a video going around at the moment of De Silva playing for England where he beats about six players.
2: Lays the ball off, and it's I hope he grows a little bit. He's a bit small, De Silva. I, <laughs> yeah, he, I, I mean, he he's mean. tiny. He's it
3: is. It, a fullback is one of those positions where you can get a, like but winger. He's
2: very tiny.
3: Yeah, he is. You know? Are, I mean,
2: Ashley Cole was what five seven and a half. I think he's five six and a half. So yeah. I mean, an inch. I mean, what's an inch? I, think, no, but, no, I know, don't. Like, yeah, I
3: don't think there's much difference between him no. and Ash.
2: Maybe not. Maybe and not. Aspie, and he's well, still very young. He's got good pace, though. He's five, a, yeah, he's, he's, he's lightning, he's rapid. Sometimes, yeah.
3: you, you know, you do need to have... If you look at some of the, the, the great fullbacks, some of them just have, like, a low centre of gravity and... power. Yeah, yeah. well, Leighton Bones, he can I mean, be- you look
2: at Leighton Baines. Yeah,
3: he can... and he can beef himself up. Alves. To sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly, Danny Alves, so that you know, as long as it doesn't compromise his, li- you know, liveness and his speed, that will work. And maybe the height, he'll just have to get used to nudging them so, to put them off the header yeah. rather than winning the header. And he's, what, 17 at the moment? I mean, he's... he's well, he's, uh, I think he's, a, he'll, he's eligible for next year's um, FA Youth Cup. Under-18s, yeah. So, uh, so I think he's, he would be 17, I would imagine. Playing, playing oh, I should he's, know that. Yeah, be. I think
2: he's 15, he was 15 or 16 uh, maybe forward. Right, OK. So, Sorry, did you want to say something? I was going to
4: say, what better place as well for those players to learn, um, You know, the younger players coming through, with the likes of um, John Terry, when he came through, he was learning from the likes of Desai. Those guys, they've got to emulate the same way as... And I'm sure JT's had that conversation. Oh, Listen, yeah. I learned from the best. You're learning from the best. Absolutely. Just follow what these yeah. guys are doing and try and you know, produce your best form. Yeah. Talking
2: about the, uh, the kind of spirit in the camp, which is sort of what we're talking about, really. Wasn't it good to see Costa in the crowd? Just yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: and it's interesting as well that Fabregas picked on that and said, you know, the, as a family, he said from the whole... right from the management, the ownership... Um, right the way down to the team, to the playing staff, said, there's very much that feeling that it's a team, everyone's working together towards the same goal. Whereas he didn't feel that. He said he was, work- he was working with a team of individuals when he was at Barca. So that's a big compliment to That, was,
3: that was my champagne moment, though, when Skirtle uh, was injured. Yes. And, yeah, uh, no, that was the highlight of the game for me. It was fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> went down to
4: the corner, <laughs> put the ball down to take the corner Fabregas. Skirtle was being uh, seen to by the medical staff and the whole of the Matthew... About a minute Harding. and a half, two oh, was minutes, fantastic. wasn't it? It's
3: on YouTube, you've got to watch it. was it. singing, a, just, you know, Fabregas's Magic. magic. Yeah. And he, yeah. and he and what he was applauded is as well. He applauded all, all sides of the ground, and then he kind of lapped it up, didn't yeah. he? Because no, he, he kind of stood for me there and the leaned over and put his hand on the on the corner flag, like as if to say, yeah. s- <laughs> well, he was... Swank, swanking a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... <laughs> was
2: top draw i went yeah, to um i went to Leicester away a couple of weeks ago when when again the, you know the song was was reaching the peak of its popularity and yeah. um he, again he came over to take a, a corner he didn't but he didn't sound like he didn't lap it up quite as much as he did uh, no, yesterday no, he, but
4: he enjoyed it he took a um, moment
2: it, it's certainly good to um uh to do that kerry um are you still there Yep. Excellent. Uh, Jose Mourinho's lost just one match against Liverpool in eleven matches. He does seem to have the uh, the voodoo sign over the Scouts, doesn't he? All the top yeah. five teams, really.
1: Yeah, I think I think he he does. There are certain teams where he knows it's important for various reasons to get it right, and Liverpool is one of those teams. He likes to try and keep in their place. I think you know. I think ever since the, the time we got knocked out of the Champions League by a phantom goal, um, he's had a, a special mission to make sure that Liverpool never do the like to us again.
2: What do we what do we think about the Liverpool Guard of Honour? Are you are you in favour of it? Are you do you think it's a kind of slightly silly thing? What would you think of it? it well, the, it's slightly forced, isn't it? I mean, I, obviously, I enjoy the fact that they have. To we do did it, it to them. Yeah. We did it for
3: them in 1966 when they'd won the league right. at, on, at Anfield, right. and in fact. Tommy Doherty, I don't know whether alcohol was involved, but, bef, but, <laughs> well, bef, yes, but beforehand uh, he grabbed went over flag, to the cop, it? he grabbed a flag out of, the, out of the cop and waved it in front of the cop. i was disappointed to, Brendan a, didn't do that applause. for us. But yeah, it would have been lovely. But I thought actually uh, it worked, and I thought it was, it was respectful, and uh, after that obviously everyone got, back to the, got down to the usual you know, down and dirty stuff. But um, I, thought it, I, I, th- I thought it added to the occasion.
2: Okay. Just a simple yes or no answer to this next question. Yeah. Did you applaud Stephen Gerrard when he was subbed off in the 77th minute? Certainly did. Alan? Yes, I did. Kerry? Yes. Interesting. Next question, why?
3: Uh, I thought it was appropriate for someone who had been a great adversary and a great servant for Chelsea Football Club because every other year in some of those big games he's turned up for us in our hour of need and he's come up with an assist or an own goal and uh, he's made a great contribution in his, his time in the Premier League but no joking <laughs> apart he has been a very very good uh, player and a, and, a, and a kind of uh, one of the key players in the, in the Premier League and I just thought you know what just see him off and say, "We and I've given you some stick. Oh, we taken really well. have, absolutely, well, except apart yeah. from yesterday." But I, t- I don't mind that. He, we give him some stick, yeah, either we, side of that. We give him a, a tribute, and then he comes out and gives some stick We did back. absolutely slaughter him We though.
1: did absolutely slaughter him.
3: <laughs> and we're entitled to. And yeah. he's entitled yeah. to come back and say, you know, nice of them to turn up. Well, thank God he turned up for us in all those matches. That and he really slipped on Sundays, was he? <laughs> he did. That
2: was funny, wasn't
3: it? If only it had led to a goal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, as the host far beat me to rant, really. But I I have to disagree. I have to disagree. You know, there's no club I despise more than Liverpool. I despise... Them on almost every level i despise their players i despise their brand i despise their stupid little bird on their on their crest uh, but most of all i despise their it's fans. On a building
3: as well the life of
2: it. i know and I, I despise their fans more than anything i despise their smug and deluded sense of entitlement i i despise their their obsession with their so-called history and stephen gerrard for me embodies all of that yeah i agree you know and and for that i find it hugely hypocritical to applaud to applaud him and so i didn't
3: no well i don't feel that hypocrisy I, well then, that's fine. I, I don't. I didn't feel at all hypocritical about uh, applauding him because he has been a very, very good Premier League player. Not so and good it was Premier his League last. Players, yeah. Well, I would do the same for Ryan Giggs if it was his last game at Stamford Bridge, like I did for Bobby Charlton when it was his last game at Stamford Bridge.
2: I don't think anybody has quite the polarising effect of Stephen Gerrard on Chelsea, on Chelsea fans generally? Well, I, I mean, don't is know how I... much of it was because Jose Mourinho told the Chelsea fans to applaud? I mean, that's what kind of annoys me about it slightly. It's like, nah, like sheep, they all didn't... stood up and applauded.
3: Nah, didn't... I didn't even know he did say that, so no, no, didn't, no never did I... on... yes, didn't have you any effect did. on me at all. <laughs> it's been <laughs> no, right. in the
2: papers for the last two days.
3: Isn't <laughs> it funny though, Andy, you're the only one that wasn't there and you're the only one who's criticising it. Maybe if you'd been there, you would have felt it was appropriate. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And yeah, I'm not I, saying that. I would say I 90% if you'd asked of people me before were applauding. Again,
4: would, was, would I have stood up to applaud Stephen Gerrard. I probably would have said no, but it felt right on the day.
3: Uh, yeah, that's how I would say the same. I mean, we would. Uh, Al's no, I, just said about when he slipped over, we were cackling. What oh, we? yeah, I mean, it was great entertainment. But just to go back to your point,
4: I've probably got more reason than most people not to like Stephen Gerrard uh, based upon your argument. I was at. Uh, Anfield when the ghost goal went in and I've been at Anfield quite a few times and I was sitting with the playing staff when we got pelted with food coins piss everything up in the uh, millennium stand uh, Anfield Um, but you know what I probably would have done the same to Liverpool fans sitting right in front of me in that same sort of absence. Maybe he wouldn't have thrown piss over them. Wouldn't but
1: you? No. No. But to, to be. No, what, what
3: I'm saying. not
4: need
1: to, to is, make that distinction. What, no, no,
0: what
3: he would have mapped it for out. Half. He would have made a jus of it. A
2: reduction a reduction of piss. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. A glass. Go on, Hilton. Go <laughs> I have to say, God help any Liverpool fan who eats in your restaurant. Al <laughs> <laughs> well, Shepard safe. Al Shepard with a
2: gravy of piss. <laughs> no, all teams are welcome. Quite safe. Um, listen, I, I it's you, like the general The important
3: election. thing, though, Andy, right, is, is, is that just because they're like that doesn't mean we have to be like absolutely.
2: that absolutely I, I don't think there's any room for the I moral i don't go
3: down for that eye for an eye oh, you know i'll well, fight far well with then we're very nonsense. different because i
2: think i'm just maybe i'm just very tribal and and very uh luddite about it but <laughs> for me it just feels very very hypocritical the <laughs> fact that i wasn't at the game yesterday and dear listeners the reason i wasn't at the game is my daughter was playing in the hearts uh, fa county cup final which is the first home game i've missed for a long long time yeah, yeah. um but i honestly believe i wouldn't have done i feel that strongly about it but listen, it's like the general election. The beauty of the democracy is anybody can do what they want and vote for oh, who yeah, they want.
3: Absolutely, yeah. As,
2: you know, as long as they allow me to judge them, so I'm judging them. How
3: many parents did you shout out on the sideline <laughs> yesterday? Many.
2: <laughs> <laughs> many. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a fantastic occasion. She lost on penalties, bless her. But um, oh, but there you go. So. But listen, I, no, it's an, it obviously it was a big issue yesterday. What did you think of, uh, I mean, you've kind of said he's quite right to it. I mean, I thought it was slightly mithering his response yeah. afterwards, wasn't yeah, it?
3: Yeah, I think it tells you something about him as an individual that he couldn't even he didn't ever even have the grace to say well you know they've given me some stick but that was a nice moment and leave it at that and i think that's it you judge him on that you judge him on on that basis but i don't take i mean there's so much offense taken in football these days hmm. He said oh my god you hear what he's no forget it <laughs> just i can't do that i can't remove myself on. from it you know it's Mourinho dishes it out, Wenger dishes it out. Were well, you sitting game. in the press box.
2: No. No, obviously my season ticket. <laughs> no, you often, you often yeah, do often no, do the press games. box.
3: away games I do because I do the yeah, yeah. Do the
4: tactics stuff. That gives you
2: no, my point being and I wasn't to it. Was know well, no, listen to get place. I wasn't, I wasn't no, listen, I wasn't using a stick to beat. Yeah. I'm just saying would the atmosphere be slightly different in the press boxes where primarily most of them are neutral, where well, they probably all would have applauded than it would be in the season tickets stands. That was my point.
3: I don't think the in the press box they well they may have applauded I doubt it right. um, it was just something that happened straight away well and what was the percentage was of the people doing
4: Matthew it on the ground ninety
2: ninety
4: percent yeah really? okay yeah.
2: all right all right fine uh, okay moving on um, did you want to add anything to that Kerry oh can I just say I am really annoyed sorry
3: Kerry <laughs> I'm really annoyed that he that Gerard scored. Yeah. Really annoyed that he scored. And <laughs> mostly because. Um, Thibaut Courtois is one clean sheet away from equaling Fatty Falk in 1905-06 excellent which would be great <laughs> which would be a lovely little thing that if he could match him in not in physique but in statistics over the season well look talking
2: about, about goal scorers and talking about uh, records uh, John Terry became the highest scoring defender in Premier League Amazing. history Amazing. 39 goals none of them free kicks or penalties yeah. you know uh, unlike David Unsworth I think he was the, the closest one to him or Leighton Baines or various other people who who's
3: just, about two thirds of Unsworth's were penalties exactly yeah.
2: um so quite an achievement yeah
3: absolutely he's got the same number of goals as clive walker for us <laughs> you know that Amazing. and he's and um i mean the other thing about jt of course is that you know he's the third highest appearance maker he's only about i think he's now 61 behind peter Benetti. wow uh, you know catty um, of course was a yeah. goalkeeper uh, he's way off chopper chopper but yeah. That's sort of almost gettable, you know. Yeah. You can see if he's there, if he's at Stamford Bridge for a season and a half. You could see him getting close to that. Yeah. I
2: saw a brilliant stat from Opta Joe mm. on, uh, on Twitter, and I've got to credit him for this. John Terry has put the ball in the back of the net, including an own goal, on every day of the week this season in all competitions.
0: Because, <laughs> 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 of course, the Christmas
2: fixtures yeah. we played yeah, on yeah, a Friday. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And what a brilliant stat. <laughs> Good on you, Opta Joe. The other, the other great John Terry stat, of course, is he's played every minute of every game in the Premier League this season. Only one other player has played every minute of every game and won the league. Do we know who that is?
3: Uh, ooh. Ooh. Oh, I imagine would it was, be a United central defender? Yeah, like Palace or very Burs? good. Ah, yeah. oh,
2: you're not the official Chelsea historian for nothing. <laughs> <Rick>. <laughs> um, good. So, Ses uh, Fabregas as well now recorded 18 assists this season, the most he's ever managed in a single Premier League yeah, campaign. And very impressive. I just think. I wanted to talk about a couple of those players that, in the particularly in the second half of the second half of the season, have really come to the fore. Two players that mm-hmm. really string some are Fabregas, who's yeah. who had a little dip, I think, every, by even yeah. by his own admission, just yeah. after Chris no, had a little really dip. Has now yeah. come back really strong, mm. and Willian, mm. who for the last five or six games it's has been, been phenomenal. Mm. I think he's found his he's found his role. I, I think, think he's, he's, he's found some definition. Yeah, I
3: think confidence as well with Willian. Find, you know, I think he, he, you know, he came from a, uh, I don't want to call it a hinterland of football, but not one of the big leagues. And I think perhaps he didn't feel like he was rubbing shoulders with these uh, great players, but maybe he didn't feel he was in their company in terms of stature in the game. And I think he feels now, with his contribution, you can see that he's assertive. The manager is talking him up a lot. He's having a big effect on games. What does he and bring he to games? Dynamism. Tempo. Yeah. Intensity sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, when we play that high-pressing game, where if you're playing against sides like Liverpool, who pass it around the back a lot, and you try and turn them and turn them. You know, he's the one who's regularly nipping in, yep. taking it off the toes, you know, just really smothering them. Yeah, and
4: then runs at their defenders and causes havoc. Uh, he's been brilliant, like say, the last four or five games at doing that. Previous to that, I think the only downside of William is he does hold onto the ball a little bit too long when he can play that pass. Does he still early.
2: lack a bit of a final product? Goals, definitely, yeah. 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 No, yeah.
4: that's... that's that is one thing he needs to improve upon. But having said that, you've also got Jose talking up Oscar for next season saying that That was an interesting
3: he's got, he's got the capability of being hazard. Yeah. You know, the next hazard. So Well he was citing the reason he said that, wasn't it? Was because he said he hasn't had a clear summer. that yeah. he's played every you know brazil are notorious with their commercial commitments they you know they really work their national team and he's always playing all the time Mm. traveling far and wide because of this injury he has he's going to have a clear run of pre-season and hopefully, hopefully he'll last longer than
4: well, he is ha- currently, currently if, yeah.
3: yeah, he comes back. But it's possibly a little warning to Oscar as well, I think, yeah. with Jose. I Shep think up. he's probably
2: thinking, yeah, up, January, we'll out. January's yeah, right, not far away kind of thing. Yeah. You know? We could do with the money we get from you for someone else if um, if that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. 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 Kerry, I know you're a massive fan of William. Did you want to say something
1: on, on his behalf? Uh, well, I mean, only backing up what everyone said, uh, I think the important thing to remember, and we talked about this this morning is that maybe wasn't so great the first half of the season, but in the second half, when other players were flagging, there was something about Willian where he did get the ball, he injected energy into the team, and I think he is one of the key players for the second half of the season that got us through the really difficult times with his activity.
3: He's in that second group for me, that second group of potential players of the year. He's been so... uh is my microphone dodgy is that working yeah Yeah, I think William is in that that group just behind the real top performers like Azar JT maybe Tivo in there of those players who have really performed fantastically well really consistently over the season for me I don't... Is that... Is sorry, is that,
2: listeners, that's... Uh, is no, that,
3: hold on, is that that's the... That's uh, in blue. <laughs> I, I wonder whether us two are going to get arrested by Andy's police for clapping Gerrard.
1: It's actually the Liverpool CID come for Andy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Applause gate. It won't be forgotten. History will not smile on you, chaps. It will not treat you kindly. But anyway, sorry, Rick, you were interrupted by the um, sirens the of police, London's yeah. finest.
3: Yeah, no, I, I, think, uh, as I think I've said it, really, that yeah. uh, I think William was consistent over the season and he made a difference on several occasions. What was that, what, what that low-drilled goal that he scored late in the game? Was it Everton? Yeah. yeah. You know, things like that, I mm. think, will really boost his confidence. Players need that. They need to have made the difference in a game. Hmm. Uh, Lowick Remy is another one who did that.
2: How about this, uh, this, this This stat that Chelsea have used the fewest uh, amount of players in the Premier League this season? I think it's 23.
3: Twenty, 20, no, 22, isn't it? I 23 with Loftus
2: yesterday, I think. Yeah, but, Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then also the fewest English players of any uh, club in the Premier League, which I guess is irrelevant, but I just, I just thought it was an interesting anomaly. I don't know what's going here on, on, on here in London, listeners, but uh, it's it's very busy. <laughs> we're on fire. <laughs> um, if we are on fire, <laughs> we're going to run. Andy.
3: If we are on fire, we're in trouble, because that's yes, the be police Kerry, car. sorry, Kerry's trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've got to change that ringtone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: not loud enough.
2: <laughs> um, do, we, do we think I mean and, and it kind of comes back to William a little bit and the idea that you know these players can play 50, 60 games a yeah. season. You know, Ivanovic, they, they John did Terry. Look tired yesterday, though, you know, John Terry played they? Yeah, they did, yeah. every minute of every game. You know, I mean these are, you know, this is a squad Mourinho is famous for his untouchables, for his, you know, unwillingness to change a winning formula. I mean, it's it's quite astonishing when you look at the resources that other teams teams have used to get to the position there and that we've only used 23 players
3: I think it comes down to trust though it does Andy that's what i was saying about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and why it is important that a player like him can show that he can do a job I think there were certain times when perhaps uh, either player was injured or out of form Ramirez uh, Oscar people like that could have stepped in and it, we, it could have been I don't think more squad players would have played, but the workload would have been shared around a bit more.
2: With the benefit of hindsight, would you have kept Salah or Sherlo as a as a creative player to bring on as an impact sub? Because I do feel we miss an impact sub.
3: Well, Quadrada hasn't done he what Sherlo no. no. perhaps yes. could have done. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, he need, again, he's another one. He needs a pre-season inside him. He does. You know, all, all of these sorts of things. But, uh, no,
2: Salah, I, mean, I think he's been banging him in for Fiorentina
3: but it's different yes but that's a different i know it is a but i'm just game. putting like it on Swiss the, t- football, yeah, it on the table. yeah i, I don't that's think because he's playing
4: regularly He's playing regularly. and He wasn't with, with us, and the same with Quadrado. He's mm. just come in, and he's only getting bit parts. I think if he gets a bit of a run next season, we'll see the real Quadrado. Cool. But and certainly, I, I, I think Cuadrado.
2: We've won the league. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. Look. There's another thing as well. Do you, do you agree with this that you know certain players have been big fish in small ponds? You know, Schürrle was Definitely. was a big fish in a small pond, as was Salah. You know, De Bruyne was. De Bruyne, yeah. um, you yeah. know, some of these players they're used to having teams built around them. They come to Chelsea, they are a squad player, pure and simple, and they don't perform. And I wonder if there's anything in that.
3: I think there is something in that. I think you need a certain mindset when you're going to play for Jose Mourinho's Chelsea. And I think we've seen that some people respond to that, some don't. But he gets results. You know, I was thinking about this in the summer. Say Pesacek does leave. And you'll probably be looking at maybe an English goalkeeper. And we were having this discussion. Well, because, you know, you need English players in your squad. Yeah. And it's a quick win, you know. And you, you look around and there's people like Ruddy or Green and, and you're thinking, uh, for an outfield player as well, you need to have, you know, is he going to come in and is he going uh, to accept, and I always say this, is he going to let Mourinho into his mind? Because this is what players have to do. And some reject it. And you've got to let him inside. And, you know, for three and a half years as his track record shows he will be in your head and you'll win everything sometimes maybe it wears off or you get fed up or whatever and then you move on or he moves on or whatever Mm -hmm. But that's what you've got to look at.
2: Well I think you've it was got a to
3: great set Mourinho in your heart. Yeah. There was a <laughs> great shot him. wasn't
2: there today of John Terry celebrating his millionth follower on follower on Instagram with a table full of all his trophies all 15 of his trophies. It was a brilliant photo and there's a great example of somebody that let Mourinho into his mind, you know. yeah.
3: Again, second time, yeah. you know, two managers or well more than two managers had perhaps thought that he was past his best and Mourinho came in and Absolutely revitalising, yeah. and he's already. You noticed that there was a fourth Premier League trophy in that array, so he's already had the replica made
2: <laughs> <laughs> before
3: we've even received it. Fantastic.
2: So I, I was interested to see that you know that Chelsea are ranking top in the following categories: the most home wins, mm-hmm. the most away wins, the least defeats, the most away goals, the least goals conceded, uh, the most clean sheets, and the biggest goal difference. Boring, and yet, boring, people around me are still moaning. And the least manager of the month. Exactly. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable.
3: I, I actually I, uh, I sent a list of manager of the month stuff to Jose to show the, um, people that had, had um, won it more than he had. And there are some right hooters in there, honestly. Christian <laughs>
2: Gross. Well, you've got all sorts of
3: people. is <laughs> won it as many times as he has. Joe has won it, I think, five times. Um, no. Harry Redknapp's run it about eight or nine. I was going to say, and, Harry has you know, got to be out there, And there's an awful lot of English bias, I'm afraid, towards the English managers they tend to But also the
2: underdog. You know, the underdog done good.
3: I, I was about to say, yeah. quite yeah. often yeah. they're not at the top club. I've Alex Ferguson won you know, dozens. Yeah, it's like um, Gary
2: Monk's got a shout because he took a fairly average team and made them slightly less average. Yeah. You know, it's that kind but, of But there's always an excuse it, really? why it's
3: not Mourinho. It <laughs> should be called... The, uh, the manager of the month apart from Jose Mourinho
2: <laughs> but going back to those <laughs> stats that I just read out all those amazing stats I and mean, when you look at it on paper it's been an amazing season yet people there's a sense that people aren't quite happy and joyous about because it or am but, I just misreading that
4: because we're boring
3: <laughs> I think it's that the uh, it's like a, a match uh, of a, a game of two halves as Claudio Ranieri likes if he was the first under. half was he, yeah, I not know there, that. yeah. That's interesting. It, if the first half is dull and you're going behind, and you come back and you win two one, and you've played fantastic football, you get into the pub and you're, all, hey, what a great game! If it's the other way round, you know that you, you, you Get your you, goals early you, doors, and yeah, and then yeah. They, you know they win the second half one 0 Everyone's going, blimey, I'm a bit worried about the way we perform. You know, it's perception, and that really is. How our season has, yeah. has been? Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, I don't disagree with that at all. So, if Chelsea lose, even if they lose their last two games, league games, they will match Manchester United's 1998-99 record of only five defeats in all competitions, the fewest by a team in the Premier League era. And I think that that's also incredible. speaks volumes, doesn't yeah. it?
3: Incredible that is. I mean, the, you know, you, that's such
2: and that a rare the thing.
3: Invincibles.
2: Yeah. Oh well, they they lost, they lost five, six times. Ten, six, times yeah. six times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, let's go through some of our other teams. Chelsea under-18s. So the under-18s let a three-goal lead slip to end up with a three-all draw with Manchester City on Saturday. Two goals from Isaac Christie-Davis and Tammy Abraham's 40th goal of the campaign's put the Blues in a strong position before the second-half fight back from City. 21s, a uh, hat-trick from Dominic Solanke to take his tally to 41 for the season. One yeah. for Alex Kiwambia. Amazing. He is amazing. Saw yeah. Chelsea beat Liverpool uh, 4-3 last Thursday to give them a great chance of securing the treble this season with three games left to play, having already won the Youth European Cup mm-hmm. and the Youth FA Cup. They really are a joy to watch. Yeah, mm. Unbelievable. Aren't um, they? And it's fantastic that you know that Mourinho is saying, that Izzy Brown will get a game, Ake you know, uh, is looking like somebody's keeping his eye on... In...
3: Some of that age group. Uh, there was like a showcase game at um, the playing against Manchester City, where the Man City bigwigs were in, invited, and Chelsea beat them nine two, I think, on oh, nine nil. Really? <laughs> and it's the same age group. And I always remember talking to David Lee, I think it was, who said that he played against Alan Shearer at youth level, Rodders. and Shearer uh, slaughtered. I think it was. I think it was Rodgers. Shearer absolutely tore us apart. And he said, you carried that with you through your football career. Yeah. That you remembered what he'd done to you at that, uh, that youth level. Yeah. We've conquered all these teams. Absolutely. They're going to be in fear when they come up against Abraham, Solanke, the, these kinds of players. A little, As, little bit early for Dominic
2: Solanke, isn't it, really, I mm. think? Just maybe another year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and Tammy Abraham's very young, but yeah. you can't argue with 40 goals a season at that no, level. Exactly. It's a, it's a Again, FA Youth
3: Cup, I think six or seven of them,
2: yeah.
3: uh, uh, you know, maybe eight will be back again next year. I mean, But then after that, I think maybe the quality is... I think it is a golden generation. Yeah. Mm. Those two or three years and the ones that have come in in the last couple of years to that age group,
2: that's a golden generation, I think. Well, let's hope that uh, we'll I... may it continue. Go on, Kerry, quickly.
1: I, I, I'd like to know um, everyone's opinion on one thing. What do you think will appease the world at large that we've actually got a youth policy that actually we are bringing around some really decent players. What will make people go, you know what, Chelsea
3: are getting it right with their youngsters? I'll tell you what, PFA Team of the Year, two Chelsea homegrowns, none from any other Premier League club.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Ryan Bertrand
3: and and, uh, John Terry.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, No, good question though, Kerry. And I I think it is just a simple case of bringing players through and, and, and making them achieve at the highest level.
4: The um, Football Writers Player of the Year is announced this week. Right. And I think a lot of people were talking about John Terry being up for that. That
3: would be a really interesting. That would be unbelievably interesting. It's
4: interesting that they choose their winner later on in the season. The PFA chooses much earlier... And I think that's why Harry Kane got the yeah. you know, young, young player of the well, year. Well, we didn't talk
2: about how poor Hazard was yesterday. No, or, but or no, it over that. it's interesting, <laughs> though, that you're talking
4: about homegrown players and yeah. John Terry, everyone you listen to, pundit-wise, said, I can't believe that guy wasn't in for a shout the PFA it's play. interesting.
2: The John Terry thing is a, is a kind of strength and a weakness for us in a way. It's kind of he's our homegrown player, but we haven't had one for ten years. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, yeah, so that's yeah, he's what, the
3: exception that proves the rule.
2: Exactly. Isn't
4: it? <laughs> that's what those those youngsters coming through want to emulate. Surely they want to have the. He's brilliant they want with to the, win the same amount as well. Of medals he's, that he's
3: yeah. won, and he's absolutely brilliant with them as well.
2: Let's talk very quickly about Chelsea ladies. Ladies drew 1-1 with Man City last night. It was their second draw in a row in the league to leave them unbeaten so far this season. Enia Luco with her second of the season for Chelsea. Domestic season takes a break now. Um, not back till the 12th of July following the World Cup with a home game against the Bristol Academy. It's the World Cup that runs from the 6th of June to the 5th of July in Canada. Then they come back in July and resume the season. But unbeaten, brilliant start to the season. Well done to, uh, to the ladies.
4: Dave Johnson a bit gutted.
2: Yeah, I know, but you know, Dave's, Dave's in a minority, I think. Um, and finally, let's just look forward to uh, next Monday evening, Monday the 18th of May, an 8 o'clock kickoff against West Brom at the Hawthorns. Yes. Um, they drew with Liverpool, beat Man United at Old Trafford, had a 1 1 draw away with Newcastle in the last three games. There are no mugs. You know, if we're going to play kids against them, let's hope that, you know, that we put a strategy in place to beat them because I would love the kids to be able to go yeah. out with a win, basically. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And, it, and there's you nothing to damage them there. No, and also there's nothing that puts. Opponents backs up more than a load of kids being fielded against them. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you've got some hairy back-sided uh, uh, defenders of West Brom, they're going to think they're patronising, and they're going to really, you know, they're going to a Malumbu. They're going to put their well, sharp sticks in. They're going to have to be on their mettle, our, our youngsters. I think it'll, I think it will be a, a mixed.
2: Uh, oh, it will
3: definitely yeah. team, and I think you will have enough on the bench. To make, to, yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're
2: thirteenth in the table on forty-one points, so they're safe. Yeah, um, yeah. we beat them at the bridge. Do two- you
3: want to go down?
2: I'd love Newcastle to go. Love Newcastle to go down. <laughs> wouldn't you? Best fans in the world. Sleeping giant. I'd love them to go down. Mainly for Mike Ashley. I mean, the, I mean their fans are a bit deluded, but I don't dislike them as much as I dislike Liverpool fans. But, you know, but, but yeah. their owner is a, an appalling piece of work. I'm just were desperate for them to go down. Sorry, which one would you like to go down?
3: <laughs> I normally say it's all about mileage.
2: Because <laughs>
3: you know, we've no West London derby next year, which is, yes, you know, we've we've yeah. had a West London derby for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, well, unless Brent, unless Brent, Brentford, Brentford, Brentford come yeah, exactly. up, uh, so you go to
4: Bournemouth instead. See no, so.
3: absolutely. So I think we have got some nice ones. I think Hull, I think Hull are the ones who, who are going to go down. So to Hull, be honest, well, any of those three QPR
4: northeastern QPR Bramley, teams, yeah. will to I've cut got a my sneaky feeling down. that Newcastle are going to. Stay up! I think, I think they, they
2: will. will. I think they will. I think Hull. I think you're right with the show. Hull's the right shout. I think. Are we we, we well, of I've got nothing Im- against Newcastle. No,
3: we can influence. Obviously, Sunderland could be. um in, uh, deep in the mire.
2: Is it, are they playing Leicester,
3: is it, on, yeah. at the weekend? And yeah. then they play us That's right. the weekend after. So
2: Mourinho said he's going to put a strong team up because it, it matters. You do you
3: remember I mean? when we put Sheffield United down?
2: I do. And we were singing, let them score, let them yeah. score. <laughs> Did Jody Everton... Morris score in that game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: and Everton were, I think, Everton were the other ones who could have gone down. Yeah. And most Chelsea fans, for some reason, wanted me included, wanted Everton to suffer, to go down the trapdoor. It was, let him score, let him score, let him score. Jodie Morris', with Jody the, Morris with the goal us. was sort of almost booed. Reluctant. Sarcastically or, or ironically booed, wasn't it? <laughs> so we beat,
2: them, beat West Brom 2-0 at the bridge in November with goals from Costa and Hazard. We had a 1-1 draw at the Hawthorns with them last February. Victor and Nietzsche with an 87th-minute equaliser. That was a bit of a gust was that that game. So what do we think uh, on a prediction level for Monday? God, it's a really difficult well, one. You go first, one. Alan.
4: We, well, with the youth element coming in, um, you've got to say...
3: We'll be lucky if we come away
4: with a draw. Okay, mm, interesting.
3: Mm. I, I really want us to reach ninety. Yeah, I'd because like it to is say. one of those. You know, there are so the few teams team that have got two, ninety. One. Yeah, I, I think we'll win, but I think it'll be a. I think I think we will The pessimist. To,
2: says it's going to be a draw.
3: I think we'll pull out. I think it'll be one of those where Jose pulls out all the stops in the last twenty minutes, and we and we beat them.
2: I think we'll be playing with a certain amount of freedom because of the, 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 you know, the handbrake will be off. I'm going to go for a confident 3-0. Kerry, uh, sorry we're having to rush you a little bit, mate, because we're running out of time. What, what's your prediction for Monday?
1: Well, it was going to be the same as yours, but I'll go three one with an Issy
2: Brown hat trick. There you go, brilliant! What a great note to finish on.
3: (laughs) And
1: will he celebrate?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course he's an uh, ex-West Brom player, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, guys, it's been absolute pleasure. Uh, Rick Glanville, Alan Bird, Kerry Levy, as always, and me, Andy Saunders. That's uh, been the Chelsea podcast. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?